We are back, just like I said we'd be back. This is For the Glory KC, where we bring a mix of the in-depth soccer knowledge, KC soccer knowledge to be specific, with a little bit of a casual perspective mixed in. Uh, that music you just heard was Ride It Like You Mean It by Christian Leo. I am Chad Smith, editor at thebluetestament.com. I'm going to take you a little in-depth, and I'm joined, as always, by my wife, Le Champion, Sheena Smith, who gives us that more casual perspective. Sheena, what do you think of your wrestling nickname this week? I have no thoughts on it because I don't know what I would be a Le Champion of. I believe it's French, and uh, it's another Jericho nickname. Your favorite, oh. Chris Jericho. You said you could do one every week, and you know what? You've challenged me, and I might be doing that. We'll see what happens. But okay. <laughs> hey, everybody, if you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and tell all your Kansas City soccer friends to subscribe and listen as well. Just search for the Glory KC wherever you get the best podcasts. And if you enjoy the show, be sure to give us a five-star rating and review. You can follow For the Glory KC on all of the social media platforms at For the Glory KC on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, or shoot us an email over at ForTheGloryKC at gmail.com. So follow me on Twitter at PlayFor90. And Sheena's working on getting on Twitter. She has Twitter. She just doesn't tweet about soccer. Someday. I'm not trying at all. You're not working on it at all? No? No. Oh, I'm failing miserably. Well, you're liking tweets. I've noticed you're liking <laughs> tweets lately. Yeah. I'll do that like maybe once or twice a week. Just check in, see what I'm tweeting. Yeah. Get prepared for the pod. Yeah. On today's show, we are going to talk about a new player arrival for Sporting Kansas City. They played another preseason game this past weekend. MLS Season Pass launched. I've got some initial thoughts on that. Peter Vermees gave us some new quotes for the week. Always some good stuff from PV. Uh, there were multiple Kansas City current roster moves. Players in, players out, injuries, ooh, all kinds of stuff going on. A new, yet again, a new MLS playoff rumor in terms of how they're going to structure the playoffs. I mean, the season starts in three weeks. It doesn't matter when they figure out the playoffs, right? Just, you know, announce it before the playoffs start. And then we have, of course, the digital crawl. But, you know, I believe you have a rating and review you'd like to tell the folks about. Yeah. So thank you, everyone, for the reviews. We're up to six ratings or six people rated us. And we have three written reviews. There's a one I wanted to highlight. And I read this to you, Chad. You were actually in the room when this review happened. But our daughter wanted to review us. And she titled it Good Podcast. My dog liked it and so did I, which really got me because she has more than one dog for first of all. And um, she definitely hasn't listened to the podcast. <laughs> She's not even tried to listen. So I yeah. feel like that's invalid. There was also, I like this name, um, another review, which I don't know if I told you about this one, but SKC Mob Boss wrote thumbs up times two. Nice to have a consistent SKC pod to listen to. So thank you, SKC Mob Boss, for your review. Well, we don't want to get on their bad side, right, if they're a mob boss. So definitely thank you. All right. Well, on from the reviews. If you haven't left us one yet and you're enjoying the show, definitely do that. And if you don't want us to read it, because Sheena's very nervous that like if she wrote a review of a podcast, she wouldn't want people to read it on the air. So just let us know at me on Twitter. My DMs are open. I'm actually been trying to check them. People have been reaching out to me, Sheena. Fun oh. story. You're probably not familiar, but have you heard of the game Football Manager? Is that a video game? It's a video game. Yeah, it's a computer game. Okay. I haven't heard of it. They reached out to me trying to confirm some facts about Sporting KC for a roster Ah. update, trying to confirm if 
Stephen Afrifra and Chris Rindov, the draft picks, had signed, and I got them all up to date. So look at that. People trust me as a source for sporting Kansas City information. It's weird they would go to you and not just go to the team directly. Yeah, I'm very accessible, and my DMs are open, so. like I said. So, all right. All right. <laughs> look at me over here. Things are happening. You know, my favorite story of, like, I've been writing about soccer for, like, almost eight years now, is when I was randomly in the airport, for the U.S. Open Cup game in 2017, where Sporting beat the New York Red Bulls to win a trophy, I flew back to KC. I was in Arizona at the time, and someone in the airport came up to me and introduced themselves and asked if I was Chad Smith in the Blue Testament. And I was like, I am. It was very surreal. And Sheena's like, you're basically a celebrity. And I'm not sure that it's happened again since then. It's definitely not happened in an airport. But, (laughs) (laughs) you know, like people recognize me sometimes. But it was just like, it was cool. It was nice. I liked it. And I try to be friendly, but I'm incredibly socially awkward at times in person. So hopefully I wasn't like weird to that person. That trip you were at the the game and having like a celebrity moment. I was back in Arizona trying to kill a scorpion and I was terrified. And that's probably a story for another time, but that's oh yeah, let's my- leave, let's leave it as a tease. And then on a slow week, we can put that in there. Cause I can tell that story really well from my perspective. So we'll, we'll leave that in there for a tease for y'all, but you came here to hear about soccer. So let's get back to the soccer talk. So let's get right into it. Big news for this week. Uh, a lot of the Kansas city media, are out in Arizona. I don't know if y'all have heard. There's this other there's this other team that are claiming to be like a football team. I don't know if this is right. The Kansas City Chiefs, and they're playing in something called the Super Bowl. It's the 57th one of these. I, I kid, of course. I know who the Chiefs are. But because all the reporters are out there, some of them stopped by Sporting KC training. And Harold Kuntz, our friend over at Fox 4 KC, gave us a little inside information that Polito was a full participant. It felt like inside information. This is recording on a Tuesday now because uh, by Tuesday, Sporting had put out that Polito was back in training. So it's less insider info. And you probably already know this, but I thought that was pretty cool, pretty exciting. Peter's been saying all along that Polito could very well be ready to play in the very first game of the season. And I'd always thought he was closer to playing than Gotti Kinda, who seems a little further off to me. Does that get you excited, Sheena, at all? Alan Polito, miss all of 2022, could be back in the lineup. ASAP. Yeah. So I watched a video, I think that Sporting put out of him practicing and he looked real like slick on the ball. So that was pretty exciting to see. And this week I made a conscious effort to watch all the videos. If there was a video available for what we were talking about since the last week, I couldn't handle I gave you a lot of grief, is what you're saying. Last week, I gave you grief, but now you don't <laughs> want that grief anymore. I just want to see more professional, I guess. There you go. I like that idea. You're you're taking your casual up one more notch here, right? You're gonna you're, pre- you're preparing. You're preparing. Uh, you prepare every week. I don't want to give you grief. All right, let's let's switch gears. Polito almost back. We'll talk a lot more about Alan Polito as we get closer to time, but. Let's talk about another arrival in Arizona. We've been talking about him for a few weeks now. Tim Leibold, the new left back out of Germany, coming over. He joined the team last Thursday. So it was actually the day we released last week's podcast, but we record them you know, a day or two in advance. So we didn't have that information at the time of recording. He arrived. So he is in a competition now with Ben Sweat and Logan Ndembe for the left-back spot. Uh, My colleague Thad asked Peter about this, and he said it was a good question. He kind of like basically gave one of those like sort of 
he really liked the question. He said it was a good question. And then he sort of danced around it and didn't give a really solid answer as to why they have three left backs on the team. Just kind of that whole generic, we're always looking to get better, which was kind of my initial take when Leibold had been signed. So, uh, but you know who did have some thoughts about it, Sheena? Ben Sweat. Did you read Robert's interview with Ben over at the Blue Testament? I didn't. To be fair, it was like 1,700 words. That's usually beyond what most people will sit for. But I thought it was a good interview. Robert's really good at that one-on-one interview stuff. They talked about a lot of good things. But of course, I gravitated to the controversy that was in the the interview because that's just how my brain works. I'm a troublemaker over here. But towards the end of the interview... Robert asked Ben, or he placed it towards the end of the article, I should say. He asked Ben about, hey, what's the deal? Why are they signing three left backs? And the quote from Ben Sweat is, quote, it's a little bit of a head scratcher because it wasn't a needed position. There is a business side to soccer, so they have to do something. Dot, dot, dot. It's a little cut out there. I don't know what their plan is. I don't know if maybe they are wanting to push me into center back at times because we do need another center back. We will wait to find out, end quote. So I liked it that he said, hey, it's not a position of need. Of course he doesn't think so, right? He was the starting left back at the end of the year. And then um, that he was scratching his head a little bit about the moves. What do you think of that quote? So I understand why he's saying this is a head scratcher to him, because probably in his opinion, there doesn't need to be three left backs. I I personally think that somebody is either getting cut from the team or getting traded And if that were to happen, who would it be? And I I also can't imagine a scenario where Ben Sweat is the long-term solution to the center back position, like maybe he was alluding to, um, especially given the fact that Vermees said in some interview that he wanted to sign someone else. Like, I don't know. I feel like Ben Sweat is, I don't know. I'm not like a huge fan of his. I think his hair bothers me. Like, I, I don't know. It's stupid. He does kind of had a dir- dirty looking hair, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, like, no offense to him, but yeah, it's and maybe he's just working out and he's, really he's hard. sweating, right? Yeah, he's living up to his last name. I don't. Know. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but, I didn't even think about that when I said he's sweating. Yeah. Oh man, I'm just yeah. really on on point today. But do you think that there could be somebody who's getting traded or cut at some point and that's why there's so many of them right now? Yeah, you know, we kind of hypothesized about that when the initial rumor for Leibold came out. We're like, I don't know if this thing even makes any sense. You can't carry three left backs. You can't have you, you only have a 20 man senior roster. You can't use up three spots on one position when you need 11 players out there at a time on the field. It just doesn't make sense. And none of them really have a lot of positional diversity. Um, Sweat did play a little bit of right back last year when Zussi was hurt initially and Pierre wasn't quite ready, according to Vermees. And I didn't think he looked very good at right back. To be fair to him, though, uh, he had just come back off of a long-term injury. He was playing out of position. Maybe he would be better over there. But him at center back sounds like a terrible idea to me. Yeah. Uh, he, he goes forward pretty well. That's the better part of his game, I think, is he wants to get into the attack. And actually, he mentioned that in the interview with Robert. He's like, he's trying to be more conscious of his defensive responsibilities because he, he played forward as a kid, which, you know, all the best players play further up in the attack when they're kids. But then now he's got to be more defensively responsible and he would get too too deep into the attack at times and not have the responsibilities. I would think that sometimes, too. The game would be, they'd be ahead, And he's way up the field. And I'm like, stay back. What are you doing? It's like, they're not trying to go hard at the goal. Why are you pushing ahead? That said, Ben Sweat has played center back before, but usually when they play in a back three, I think it was with New York City FC, if I'm remembering right, and they play with three center backs. 
And Sporting are just not going to do that. They tried it like for half of a game earlier last year, whenever things were just like a complete disaster and nobody was healthy. And then they subbed out of it like at halftime because it was such a mess. Might have oh, been a US, U.S. Open Cup game or something like that. I'm, I'm not remembering off the top of my head. But anyways, they, they improved drastically when they went out of that. And the team just doesn't drill that. And they are built around the 4-3-3. So it doesn't really make any sense. But that, that's really all I had a thoughts on Sweat. Anything else from you about old Benny? Oh, Benny. It sounds weird to say Benny. That's Failhopper's he, name. I cannot do that yeah, again. Yeah, do not call him that. His name is Benjamin Sweat. Benjamin. Any thoughts on <laughs> Benjamin Sweat the third or whatever? <laughs> We're going to be really formal know. here. <laughs> no. Um, it'll. I'm curious to see what ends up happening. I just... I, in my opinion, he could easily be the one that says farewell to the team in, in my thoughts. Yeah, you know, one final thought on that, because you did mention that twice, should we move on from somebody? To me, if you can sell Logan and Dembe for a profit, I'm fine with Ben Sweat being the backup, but then you got two kind of like near 30-year-old left backs and no kind of yeah. prospect at that spot. But Sweat's on a one year left on his deal. Two years, there's a team option. They could pick it up and keep him for another year beyond this season. You know, see how he plays, see if there's somebody in the academy system that's ready to come up. I know Kobe Jones for SKC2 plays left back. Uh, Natty, Natty Clark has played some left back for SKC2. I'm getting way too into the weeds for most of you, though. So uh, <laughs> I do think that something has to happen. Something has to give. Somebody needs to go. You don't carry three guys at that spot. It doesn't make yeah. sense. And it's more exciting if you can open up that left box, left back spot for like Logan and Dembe were to leave. And, you know, make some money on a player sale if he's if he's got more value than he had a year ago, because then you can spend endlessly to go get somebody else in that U22 slot. Unlimited transfer fees. The only limit is he can only make about six hundred and fifty thousand dollars a season and he would count for only one hundred and fifty thousand against the budget. But I'm getting into the weeds. You mentioned, Sheena, a line that I want to move to where you said for me said something about a center back. And actually, I asked him about that. Look at me getting on conference calls. Sometimes they they align with my work schedule and allows me to get on there. But I asked, hey, Peter, essentially, there's only three center backs on the team. Do you see yourself making a move at that position, adding another player? And his answer was, quote, yeah, I think you'll see another person being signed to the team in that position. Yes, I can see that correct it was like he was sitting there thinking about what i was saying there was like pauses between those um so a center back is coming it's only the topic of almost every podcast that we've ever done in the history of for the glory casey sheena is it going to be a good center back or is it going to be somebody that's like the fourth center back on the roster deep down what what are your what's your gut tell you well based off of how you just explained it it feels like there's not really somebody in like the pipeline or he's just you know trying to misguide us so i don't know i'm not really sure but yeah i don't know yeah he maybe he's being coy he's always really big about not telling about anybody until it's done right so if there's somebody in the pipeline if it's close he won't mention it. if we even ask specifically about rumors that we hear for specific players he'll just always defer to i can't comment on anybody if, until they're here until they've signed because things will sometimes fall apart at the last second so to me i've been looking at this roster i think about sporting kansas city way too much uh that's true this is a uh, audio medium but sheena and i can see each other and what what happens is um, she does this ranking system where she holds her hand really high in the air and she says, Sporting Kansas City is way up here. And then below that is the Casey Curtin. And then below that is you playing Xbox. And below that is 
your daughter A-E-W. and then your dogs. AEW, I lost out wrestling. And UFC. then way down here at the bottom is me. <laughs> so, which isn't true. I I care and do the things I'm supposed to as a husband, but I definitely have a lot of hobbies. That is true. Um, and, so, I, and I've accepted that Sporting Kansas City is your one true love. And oh I do God. rank further down the list. Oh my God. So dramatic. Anyways, I was saying, as I think about the roster way too much, that I think this team is a contender. And I think they're one more solid center back away from me feeling really, really good about the team. Because right now, I'm honestly fine if Fontas and Ford are are starting center backs. But I think somebody needs to be signed that's a starter quality that could potentially step in there if one of those guys were to go down. They do have a lot of injury history. They're both healthy for the vast majority of last season. So hopefully things will be fine, but you just, you can't go with three. And I think if they add somebody like, no offense to Chris Rindov, the second round draft pick or somebody else of that caliber, that's not moving the needle for me. I want somebody that's, that is capable of being a day in day out starter. That's got experience at a higher level. If it's Pharaoh, we talked about before who Sheena liked for his fun hair, which funny, I looked at, I looked at a lot of pictures of him after you said that. And I was like, every picture his hair is different. And sometimes it looked really bad. So I don't know if you saw, I wrote another article about it and grabbed another picture. No, you didn't see it. Okay. That always makes for good head shakes <laughs> sorry the my printer is like randomly warming up so chad i have a question for you because now that i'm fully on board with courtney ford uh, my question for you is who is the backup to courtney ford because now i don't know well that's the problem there really isn't one now oh. uh, th- there are three center backs on the team there's andrea fontes courtney ford and robert volader and Volder yeah. would be the backup at both spots, really. And then I guess Nemanja Radoya would be the other guy. He's the defensive midfielder that the team signed that I think basically everybody's expecting is he's going to be the starter. Um, that said, he hasn't played a single minute in preseason yet. So I don't know if that's a concern. They've played three games and he's yet to get onto the field. So who knows? It needs Wait. to be the person we sign. That's who it needs to be. Who is he? Who is he starting for or what position? Radoya? Yeah. Yeah, he would be a defensive midfielder, an Ilié like okay. player. Oh, yeah, yeah. So he's uh, replacing where Remy was last year, so Remy it. could go to his spot. You got it. And then Remy, gotcha. yeah, Remy could fall back and play that position if you need him to. And then they've been like we talked about last week, they've tried Roger Espinosa in that spot. They've tried Felipe Hernandez in that spot. Danny Flores, the new signing in that spot. So trying to get some depth there. I don't know, again, how much any of that stuff means in terms of those guys putting in a few minutes in a preseason game, playing a different spot. If they're just, you know, they need bodies. A lot of young guys have been playing in these games. The midfield's been a little thin. A lot of guys have missed action. Uh, that actually feels like a good transition over to talk about the preseason game. There was another game this past weekend, the third of the preseason. Sporting are now 1-1-1 one, one, and one because they earned a draw in this one. They played the USL Championship side Louisville City. They are a perennial contender. They're multiple-time USL Championship finalist. I think they've won a few titles. I'm bad about following the USL, sorry. Uh, but they drew them 2-2, two two, and they had to come from behind. They were down 2 nothing and two goals from your favorite player, Remy Voltaire. He is my favorite player, and I actually watched these um, highlights that were posted. That was me. You're welcome. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, Remy's awesome. And, well, like Chad just said, he is my favorite player. And what I really appreciate about him is his hustle. I kind of think he's an underrated player on the team. 
I don't know if you would agree with that. I think so, because I think going into this offseason when the team had had Eric Tommy and everybody's like, oh, Gotti Kendall will be back. Everybody's saying those two are going to be the ones that start and that Remy would be their backup. And I was like, I what? don't know. Remy's going to be a starter in my mind. Yeah. So I, those like it's him and Tommy out of the gate, in my opinion. And then we'll see who's behind them. We'll see if Rodoya is healthy. There's a lot of X factors, right? And Ken is not going to be ready to go week one anyways. He's not been practicing or anything yet as far as anybody has shown. He just kind of seems to be like off to the side working on stuff. Okay. Well, yeah, I think he's underrated and he makes big plays in the game. And that preseason game to me showed the diversity he has on the field. That first, I think it was the first goal. It was a beautiful goal. It was a penalty kick, the first goal. (laughs) Oh, okay. Then it was the second goal. It was a really good goal. I feel like maybe the goals were in reverse in the video. Um, Could be. The highlights were definitely not in the order order of the action that had happened because sometimes you'd see the, see the players that started in the first half and then you'd see the players that started in the second half. Uh, to be fair to myself, I just took what Sporting Kansas City would, gave to the media and put some rights-free, royalty-free music over the top of it so that oh. it could be out there and people could see it because, you know, we want to see some soccer. I'd love to see a full game, but we're settling for a minute plus of highlights at this point. Yeah, and I muted the music, so I didn't even hear the work you did. <laughs> Well, it wasn't that much work. I hit oh, download okay. and I overlaid it and it took a few seconds. I'm getting very quick at that. Now, if I had to actually splice and move things around, I'd be really bad at that and it would take a long time. So they're out of order because I don't know what order things happened in because there's just not a lot of info. But there was yeah. minute markers on the goals. So I know that the PK was the first goal. Yeah. And I honestly can't believe the goalie missed that PK because it kind of looked like it was in slow motion. I don't know. It looked it looked slow. Now I'm wondering, is the clip in slow motion? I don't remember. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> well, That'd be hilarious if it was just the camera was in slow motion. She was like, everybody's moving so slow in this clip. I don't I know just, what's happening. Uh, I just was like, man, I can't believe he missed this. I don't know. Other thoughts I had was it was nice to see Zussi on the field. And I forgive him for his giveaway since it's his first appearance of the season. Yeah. So let's talk about that giveaway. He made his first appearance. Logan and Dembe made his first appearance. And they were both on the field when Sporting gave up their two goals. Uh, They were joined by Robert Volader and then I'm drawing a blank. Oh, Chris Rindoff, the draft pick, was playing center back with them as well. And Zussi does this quick restart from the sideline and plays it into the middle of the field like this lofted ball. And Volader seems like surprised that it's coming towards him. And he tries to head it and it just kind of like falls awkwardly. And then the Louisville player gets it and just bangs in a a goal from way outside. And then on the second one, it was um, so that first one may have been Volader's fault. Maybe he should have let that ball run over to to Ndembe or whoever was playing left back at the time. And then on the next one, gosh, Valder just dribbles right into the attacking player. They steal it off of him. And then Wilson Harris, former sporting Kansas City man, goes and slots it into the net. Uh, He scored, I think, like 15 goals last year for Louisville. Oh, dang. Yeah, I wouldn't mind having him on sporting Kansas City. I, I was I was shocked when they let him go after the 2021 season and I kind of wondered like gosh why are you letting this young kid go? He's so such a decent prospect and he's you know doing pretty good in the USL for Sporting Kansas City too at the time and then maybe he just wanted to play more. I don't really know what the deal was, but can you imagine if we'd had him last year? So when Kyrie was like ice cold out there, uh, you know, could have got Wilson on the field. Maybe he'd have banged in a few goals in MLS. Although then maybe they never go sign Willie Agata. So maybe it was all meant to be. We, yeah. we needed Agata to show up. Yeah, you can't look back and have regrets. 
is Robert Volader, is he a solid player? Like, is this like a, an unusual two goal giveaway or is there a reason why he's like the backup? I don't know anything about, he is my new Courtney Ford, I guess. Oh, poor Robbie. Uh, so he's <laughs> a German player. You should maybe okay. do a little bio on him next week. Maybe. Uh, him, Tommy and Leibold. Now we have three German players. He is one of our three U22 players, meaning sporting can spend an unlimited transfer fee to go get him and they did spend a fee i want to say off the top of my head it was like a million and a half two million to go get him and then he's making a decent salary but he did not play very much last year so uh, i don't know hopefully he's good he's young he's got good you know prospects hopefully he'll be talent and starter in the future you go spend that money to either you know get some really solid minutes out of these young guys or to improve them enough that you can sell them to another team overseas and and make a bunch of profit off of them um, but he didn't play enough for that to happen and hopefully he'll He'll find his way onto the field, but he's essentially going to be fighting Andreo Fontes. They're both left-footed center backs, so the likelihood is they won't play together. But if there's only three of them and Ford is hurt or suspended or something, then they'll have to play together because there's really not a lot of other options besides, you know, Rodoya, like we mentioned before. But yeah, I don't know. Don't know if he's good. I don't know if it's really a, a one-off. I thought he played pretty well in limited minutes last year for the team, but the team gave up so many goals and were so terrible last year. It's really hard to get a gauge for how good anybody was because the first two two-thirds of the season was a disaster. That's true. All right, so some other preseason thoughts here. I want to list out who was missing from the game. Speaking of Willie Agata, he missed his first preseason game. Eric Tommy missed his second of three games. He played in the middle one and then was out for this one. Kyrie Shelton, yet to play. He's missed all of them. Nemanja Rodoya, yet to play. Tamilia missed his first game. Wasn't sure he wasn't listed. I thought maybe they split it into thirds and whatnot. But then I saw on Amadou Dia, who also plays for Louisville, I saw on his social media that he posted a picture with Melia after the game in street clothes. So it looks like he was not dressed to play. Uh, okay. Ozzie's- oh, I, Sorry, I didn't realize Amadou Dia played on Louisville. I saw that same picture and I just thought some reason he was on Phoenix Rising again. Oh, just like he's hanging out for preseason yeah. in the area. No, he's on yeah. Louisville. Played for them okay. last season. Uh, another former SKC2 player, uh, Enoch Mushigalusa, was on Louisville. I'm not sure if he still is. I should have looked that up before I threw that stat out there. Uh, three more yeah. players didn't play, or four more. Uh, Ozzy Cisneros. Tim Leibold, who we talked about, who had just arrived a couple of days before the game, so he just probably wasn't ready to go yet. Uh, and then, of course, Gotti Kinda and Alan Polito. So I'll be interested to see if now that Polito's practicing a little bit, do they get him 10, 15 minutes against RSL? That game is happening. Uh, it happened yesterday because you're listening to this on a Thursday and uh, we're recording on a Tuesday. So time is a flat circle and... I don't know. I will have know the results. <laughs> You'll know them before you listen to this. So this is useless, and I'm going to move on from it. Wait, I have a question. Well, first of all, is Diego Rubio still on Colorado? Um, oh, yeah. Well, yes, I guess yes, since I'm already right. yeah. Okay, I got mixed up. I thought you said Colorado Rapids, not RSL. He's definitely um, not on RSL. That is yeah. true. <laughs> no, I knew he was on the Rapids. I just had a moment. And then going back to Amadou Dia, I did see when I – I started um, Instagram stalking him that he just had a little baby, a oh. sweet little baby, as I said about somebody else's kid, maybe R- Remy's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm so. sure I'm sure he, he or she is a sweet baby. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, right. that was all. <laughs> Any final preseason thoughts before we get on out of that and move on yet again? All right. Well, actually, as a programming note, uh, we we record and put these podcasts out every Thursday. We're going to try to do that again next week, but we will be traveling. So we're going to see if we can't record 
then hop on a flight and <laughs> edit from a hotel room or something. We'll see. We'll actually be in California. Maybe we can find some MLS preseason games. I bet there's some games going on out there, Sheena. I've completely changed my mind. Who cares about Disneyland? Let's go watch MLS preseason. Oh, isn't um, KC current in California? They're in Florida right now. Florida. They'll oh. be in California at the end of their preseason. So nice try. Gotcha. I, like your, I like your thoughts. Okay. All right. So we're not ready for the current yet, though. I want to take a quick spin backwards and talk a little bit more about that Peter Vermees press conference. I just wanted to throw out one last little thing. There was a few questions asked to him. I've been wondering about this myself. With the U.S. men's national team job open, I had it on my list of questions to ask and somebody beat me to it. Um, that, you know, was he interested in that job? Had he been contacted by anybody? And he basically didn't want to talk about that. He's like, hey, I'm dedicated to sporting Kansas City. He spoke very highly of Greg Berhalter, who has been the coach, but you know, currently there's not a coach, but Greg is still, you know, could potentially get that job. All that controversy with the Reynas and everything, who knows what's going to play out there. But he he was very complimentary of him. But I gotta think he's a little bit interested, right? His contract runs out at the end of the season. And actually, Daniel Sperry, the KC star, asked him this question before I could get it out too about Hey, has there been any, you know, talk about your future with Sporting Kansas City extending your deal? Because in prior seasons, they've extended it before it got so close to the end here. And he just answered that with a, you know, like a, a light, no comment, not too firm or anything. But he, you can go look at it at sportingkc.com and see that interview. But thought that was kind of interesting because you got to think he might want to do something else. He's by far the longest tenured coach in MLS. Maybe he wants to go challenge himself in another avenue. Or maybe he likes having full control of every aspect of sporting Kansas City, which would he have that same uh, freedom if he was coaching the men's national team? He definitely wouldn't because they're going to hire a general manager and then they're going to hire a coach separately. So the general manager's coming first and that's got to happen before they hire a coach. Who knows who it'll end up being? I don't know if you've heard of the coach, Jesse Marsh. He used to be the coach of the New York Red Bulls, coached a few other teams over in Europe. And just recently this week got sacked, fired from Leeds United, major Leeds United. I've been following and paying attention to them because of all their U.S. men's national team players. And they signed another one, Weston McKinney. And then they promptly fired him after he literally got to play for like 35 minutes of one game. I was like, Aww. it's like you build your team, you go through the entire January window, and then you dump Jesse Marsh. A lot of people think Jesse Marsh is going to end up as the men's coach. I don't know how I feel about that. I like Marsh. I just don't know that his system would work for the men. But this is I a don't Kansas know City. Him. Yeah, I, was say, I know you don't care about this. So let's move back to Kansas City stuff. Sheena, did you see that Forbes put out a list of all the MLS franchises and which ones were the most valuable? I did because you gave me the link. <laughs> uh, full spoilers here. So the number one team on the list is the first billion dollar team in MLS. That is LAFC. They were followed by the LA Galaxy. But just, you know, above the midway point for a small market team, Sporting Kansas City coming in at 12th, uh, valued at $590 million. The average team in the league was $579 million, So we're above average, you know. That's right. I shouldn't oh, say nice. we. I don't have any stake in the team. I don't <laughs> no. own the team. I don't. I'm not a part owner. <laughs> we don't have any kind of money to that caliber. Yeah, oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have $590 million that you've been holding I, out on me? Oh, I um, wish. Well, you should have bought in a little sooner because teams were way cheaper before. That said, teams are worth what they'll pay for. I'm kind of like we were talking about NWSL expansion last week. These numbers seem kind of made up, but there's something about MLS where there's no promotion and relegation, which you know you told me that you learned about from Ted Lasso. Yeah. And because there's no pro rel, your team value 
stays a little higher. The Colorado Rapids were the worst team and it was like 300 and something million dollars. So they're significantly less than sporting. So good for Kansas City, way above all these other teams, considering they're, they're a small market team. They're one of the smallest markets in the entire United States. So Kansas City, soccer capital of America. Yeah, I had some questions. So first of all, LAFC being a new team and already being worth $1 billion was kind of crazy to me. Are these rankings based on ticket sales or more on who owned like the owners of the team? Yeah, you know, that's a really good question. It was a little great. It's not about the owner's net worth because there was something like 12 or 18, I'm going off the top of my head, billionaires listed on the list that either were partial stake owners or majority stake owners in teams. But in terms of the value, it had nothing to do with the the richness of the player that, or the player, I'm sorry, the person that owned them or the entity that owned them because Sporting have two billionaire families that are connected to them. So, uh, but it's really more just about, you know, all these other factors. That said, the methodology seemed sketchy at best for me because Forbes put this out and they were saying, oh, you know, we don't take into account the debt that the team has. We don't take into account if they do or don't own their stadium. They said that they just kind of got this by speaking with 40 team executives, owners, investment bakers, and industry insiders. And then, yeah, so it, it, it felt a little funky even the the revenue that they listed like they had sporting at 59 million in revenue and a three million dollar loss i don't know where they're where they're getting some of these numbers yeah well that was my other question was the three million loss for sporting seemed crazy and then like do we have any idea what three million and like loss would what would cause that like how they would lose that much money i'm not sure so it says that the that those figures come before interest taxes depreciation and amortization so like really the revenue figures might be even lower because of accounting things um you know i don't know i'm not a fancy account i don't know how that all that stuff works but it also said playoffs player transfer and shared distributions from mls were excluded from revenue trans calculations so sporting just sold john luca buzio like a season and a half ago for around 10 million dollars but that's not in the numbers it feels made up to me uh, overall i just wanted to kind of highlight it because the team values on the whole are up significantly since 2019 they're up 85 percent so it's a good time to own a professional team in north america any other thoughts from you though on this uh forbes list no i was just thinking maybe in the rich world like a $3 million loss is like $1,000 in regular people. Oh, it's like, a, yeah, something. it's like a rounding it's error, like, right? They don't care. Yeah, it's like pocket change. I mean, I don't, the day to day wins and losses and operating things, it, it doesn't even make sense because, again, they weren't counting all these transfers because teams like Atlanta spent massively on transfers. And is that even factored in? It, it didn't really seem like it. It seemed to be tied to more like game day revenue and sponsorships and stuff like that. So, I don't know, not putting much weight in it. Just thought it was kind of a fun story. So I want to wrap up our Sporting Kansas City with this last little nugget. And then I think you maybe had some thoughts on this. Sporting Kansas City are releasing a new primary jersey on February the 16th. They're replacing the hoops. So if you remember the the light blue, the sporting blue, and the navy, indigo, as they call it, hoops, that'll be going away. Hoops 3.0 is gone. I picked one up at the sale this past week, and it looks great. Can we discuss how annoying their promos are that sporting's been putting out? I think you might find them fun, but I found them to be really annoying. I was kind of uh, amused by them because they're like bleeping it out like they're cursing when really they're just giving details 
details about the jersey. It's like the players are shown the jersey at preseason, and they're just like, "Oh, I like bleep 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 bleep." <laughs> like you know, they just keep taking that. I, I thought it was kind of fun, but yeah, just show us the dang thing, right? Yeah, well, and I just don't know how it could be that different from all the other jerseys that have come out. Like, I don't think it's going to be this cutting edge, like innovative jersey that I'm just struggling based off of the last few that have come out. Yeah, I I wasn't a huge fan of uh, the State Line 2.0, that really faint 816-913. It's a cool concept. I like the idea of it, but you just it just looks like a navy indigo jersey from a distance. Doesn't look like anything up close. It looks great though. Like if you see it really close, it's actually pretty slick. But on TV, it just it doesn't convey. Yeah. But I really liked the hoops 3.0. So yeah, I I had to pick myself up an authentic, which I rarely do because it's just like I'm too cheap. But uh, you know, it was like half off. So that's when I yeah. Going back to the video, I found it annoying that they keep posting it, but. I kept seeing the very beginning with, I believe it's Eric, Tommy, and Remy. And then I was like, oh, okay, they're bleeping everything out. But I finally watched the the whole thing in its entirety. And I think my favorite part of the whole video was Graham Zussi feeling Ben Sweat's arm, which seemed ridiculous because Zussi definitely has more muscle. So that amused me. And then Remy being surprised to see his name on his jersey surprised me. Like, you're on the team. Why wouldn't your name be on there? Because he's like, oh, that's my name or something like that. Well, maybe they just had one sample that they were showing everybody and it happened to be Remy's. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, we, we don't, don't know because they won't show us. It's all censored. It's all covered up. <laughs> it's a, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's clever, but. I um, don't know. It's annoying. Any other thoughts about Sporting Kansas City? Before we turn the attention to the current, they're not getting enough attention around here. Yeah, just one more quick thing. Because I was watching all the videos um, this week, there was another video that I saw it on the Blue Testament, I think in one of your like roundup articles or something. But it was a video where somebody on Sporting was asking the players their favorite and least favorite foods, which was kind of fun. So I just wanted to give a couple highlights. My boy, Courtney Ford, hates soggy Brussels sprouts, which I thought was random. Oh, boy. Here you go. Uh, Remy likes everything, but the way he said pasta was really cute. Like, I wish I could imitate it, but he was just like pasta, but it was like all cute and proper. Jake, I don't know Jake's last name. Jake Davis. Jake Davis. Okay. They really like bleep, whoever does like the PR stuff really likes bleeping things out, but they bleeped out his least favorite food. And I don't know why I was like, is it chocolate? Like it has to be something people must love. For It was something controversial, right? Because like they, he's like, am I, I going to get in trouble for saying this? And I'm pretty sure I saw Patrick, one of the PR people in the background saying, yeah, don't, don't do that. And so they, they covered it up. Oh, see. And I thought it was all a joke because like they do like zoom to, to the PR. PR guy and he's like yeah we can't I can't remember exactly how they said it but it felt like it was a joke and it's probably something really dumb so I don't know what his least favorite food is I think it was Caden Pierre said he hates beets because they taste like dirt and agreed. that amused me agreed yeah and then somebody said they didn't like cantaloupe but I every I watched the video three different times and every single time I missed out on who hated cantaloupe that may have and, been Jake Davis as well actually and gave a different answer and I think he was saying uh, like all all melons, if I'm not mistaken. All mel- yeah. Um, and then I 
apparently they're just eating a lot of sushi in Phoenix because several different players mentioned sushi and Johnny Russell gave a shout out to the sushi place they've been going to frequently in Phoenix. And then Polito, he doesn't like mushrooms. So just a fun little segment. I'm with you too, Alan. I'm, I don't, Alan, I do not care for mushrooms. All right, let's switch gears. Let's talk about the Kansas City okay. So they need some attention and they are having another pretty darn good week. Uh, just today, officially announced, this is again recording on a Tuesday, Hannah Glass, I'm probably saying it wrong, might be Glass. Uh, she's from Sweden. She's a 29-year-old right back, right wing back. And she plays for, or played for Bayern Munich, but she doesn't anymore because she plays for the Kansas City Current now. She's also a member of the Swedish national team. I did a little quick profile on her and Thad did a much deeper dive after the signing was official over at bluetestman.com. Don't know if we mentioned that. You should go read it and check out all our content. But uh, she did have knee surgery in September and initially it was said it was an ACL. And then I did get contacted by some other members of the media that said that they had done some digging and that they talked to the agent and they said that it is not an ACL. That said, she said three prior ACL injuries, surgeries, um, but this was something a little more minor and supposedly she is almost ready to go, but she is still in Sweden, it appeared, or somewhere snowy and cold. She was standing in snow in their very cool uh, release video of her I don't know, swiping left or right or whichever direction people swipe. I've been married a long time. I don't worry about those dating apps, but he's, yeah, she's swiping away, swiping. <laughs> swiping away from all those other teams and uh, swiping yes on the Kansas City Current. So Hannah Glass, she's going to basically be competing, I would say, with Kate Delfava for that kind of right back, right wing back, whatever formation of the current end up playing in. Yeah, I was going to say that video she's in sweden because it showed on the video at the end it, oh it zoomed that, in on a map didn't it oh gosh we're describing yeah. social media this week <laughs> this is what a weird turn this podcast has taken where we just like watch videos and describe them to you. yeah the one thing i found kind of interesting about this whole deal is that it sounded like they've been working on it since last summer based off of what i read yes yeah, so you're not wrong they had reached out to bayern munich and tried to get her last summer and kind of showed interest, but they declined the offer at the time. And then apparently Byron accepted it because she was going to be out of contract this summer. So she's going to leave for free. So it didn't say if they paid a transfer fee or if they let her out of her deal early. You know, she had been injured. She's missed this entire season because of that surgery. So maybe they just let her go to, you know, goodwill towards the player sometimes. You hear about Peter Vermees. He'll say that stuff sometimes about sporting. Like, I don't want to hold people back from where they want to be. I had a couple questions. Since she's recovering from an injury, do we know how soon she could potentially start? You know, I'm not sure. Uh, it said in the thing that I read today that she should be joining the team in Florida within a few weeks. So I don't know if that's just like an immigration issue, getting your P1 visa, all these like official soccer terms in terms of getting players over from other countries. But she will be the, the fifth international player listed on the roster. So that's interesting because they only have four international spots. So I don't know if maybe somebody's getting a green card, as we often talk about with Sporting KC, or if, you know, something else is going on. Okay. And then do you think that... We assigned her at a discounted price since she's been injured, or do you think that probably wasn't a factor since she's such like a superstar? Yeah, you know, that is a really good question because I I don't really know. Like, they, there's only so much money to go around. We talked about between salary cap and allocation money, there's only just short of two million bucks. So I don't know. I don't know what players in Germany make. I know the women are obviously not paid as well as the men right now, and hopefully, you know, that's evolving and improving, but I don't know. Okay. 
And then my last little question is, are we becoming the new city for the Swedish people to play since we have two players now that are from Sweden? Two whole Swedish players and now all of Sweden's coming <laughs> well, to Kansas City. Well, I think originally I thought that new coach was from Sweden, but then you corrected me when we were talking about it beforehand and said Finland. or Yeah, she's no. Finnish, but she did coach yeah. the Swedish U19s, so I believe. So see, another connection. The other thing I was going to say is there was a video that was posted. I don't know if it was somebody from Casey Current interviewing her or what it was but they were like just that she was showing her skills do you know what video i'm talking about yeah that was actually an old interview when she was on paris saint germain before she was on Bayern oh, Munich. so a couple okay. couple teams ago she's only plays for apparently super clubs so paris saint germain okay. one of the biggest french teams in the world Bayern munich one of the biggest german teams in the world and now the kansas city current one of the biggest american teams in the world and i've only heard of the kc current <laughs> big super <laughs> fan over here yeah well anyway so there's the, this if you want to get to know her like like random facts, like if she likes meat or vegetables, Coke or Pepsi, her favorite pair of cleats she's ever owned. Well, they call them boots, but I was assuming it was cleats. Yep. If she's a tea or coffee fan, like it might be worth watching. I personally didn't know why I'd care about any of those things. Yet you're and telling our audience to go listen. I know. Well, if you're into that sort of thing, you might care about her answers to these riveting questions. And to be fair, I would be an awful interviewer, but I feel like I would ask something a little more exciting, like meat or vegetables. What? Um, well, she appears to speak fantastic English based on those she videos. She does. So. She doesn't have an accent or anything. I was really impressed because I wasn't, I wasn't really sure what I was getting into when I started the video. I thought she was really cute, though. And then there was another video where she does an imitation of a dinosaur. And that was just amusing. But I'm excited to see what she brings to the team whenever she is healthy enough to start playing. Well, get your questions ready because I'll reach out to Kansas City Current PR and get her on this podcast if you want to try to be do oh, better. God. No, <laughs> I don't want to interview people. Oh, it's going to happen, y'all. It's going to happen. So oh. for the Glory Casey, where you come for Sheena to describe videos <laughs> she watched on YouTube. Hey, and at least media. I'm watching them. I mean, last, last week I, I wasn't watching them. So I made a conscious effort this week, too. Fair enough. We got to do our research, right? This yeah. That was research. All right. A few more KC current things that I want to give some attention to the ladies here. Uh, and some good injury news. Mallory Weber, who missed all of 2022, is, quote, close to getting back, according to our friend Dana Sperry with the Kansas City Star. And a little bit of bad injury news, though. We found out that Desiree Scott, who had just rejoined the team for the 2023 season, uh, she is injured and she had had what sounds to be like a bit of a minor procedure she kind of joked about it on social media saying she thought she was just getting old and it turns out she was actually hurt and had to have a little kind of a cleanup type thing it sounded like but she is going to miss the start of the season that's why she was listed as not yet reported to camp when we talked about the preseason roster for the current they're now down in florida as sheena or sheena mentioned there and she's not with them right now so hopefully she'll be joining them in the near future but still kind of rehab and back in Canada I see her in like freezing terrible cold stuff all the time on her on her Instagram do we have any idea of how long she might be out for or what kind of injury she had you know it, it just said knee surgery and then it just said she's a bit further off was the quote that sperry got from i think it was from matt potter but i'm not 100 percent certain on that i think uh, they did a little media availability after announcing the the hana glass signings so okay and then 
My other question for you is since this team is pretty stacked, do you think this hurts her chances of getting to start when she is able to play? I was already not certain that she was going to be a starter because this team is so deep and, you know, it took a long time to bring her back. It seemed like they're just trying to, you know, see can we even make this work? Maybe the, the the injury thing was causing part of the delay too, but just signed a one-year deal. Uh, it's it's weird to say she's getting up there in age. She's still much younger than us. Sorry, Desi. Uh, but, you know, pro sports, it's different. And I don't know what's going to end up happening. I don't know how that's going to play out, but you know she's going to want to play for Canada in the World Cup, and that's this summer. So you got to think that she's going to be hopefully back and rehabbed and ready to go. But you never know. Injuries all progress in different ways. You never things can you can have setbacks. So I'm hoping for the best. And holy crap, is this team deep? My goodness. Yeah, well, especially because they also signed Michelle Cooper. That was my last bit of news. I yeah. Know. Second overall pick, Michelle Cooper, signed through the 2025 season, so she's locked into a three-year deal there. Traded away Lynn Williams, a U.S. Women's National Team star to go get her. So hopefully Cooper is the real deal. You know, Mac Herman winner, like we talked about before, should be competing, hopefully, to start. We'll see. I mean, they signed her like a couple of days into preseason, not messing around. The other seven draft picks still fighting for their roster spots. And man, there are not a lot of spots left. But that's really the big stuff that I had on the current. I'm definitely going to be doing some more KC current coverage over at the Blue Testament. I gotta figure out what formation this team's gonna play. I've been I've been playing with some ideas in my head. I'm gonna whip something out for you guys to be able to to check out. That was a weird way to say that. I'm not gonna whip anything out. I'm gonna write a story. Sheena, yeah. what else do you Ew. have on the current? Yeah, I was gonna just say a few things about Michelle Cooper. Yeah, I'm excited for her and that we're gonna have her for a couple years and. I'm about to say something that's equally as weird as what you just said, but I'm going to go ahead and say it anyways. But she, every time I see a picture of her, she's just like one of those people that has like a very infectious smile. I just see her and I was like, oh, she's like a ray of sunshine. I don't know if that makes sense, but I just, she does seem to have a good energy. She's very, very pretty. Yeah. 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 She has a good energy. That's a good way of putting it, but it's just like a random thought I wanted to put out there that I don't know. I, Every time I see her, I'm like, gosh, she looks really happy. Well, she should be. She just turned pro. She's about to break out and be the NWSL Rookie of the Year. No pressure, Michelle. We believe in you. (laughs) All right. It's time for the digital crawl, y'all. All All right. We're going to rapid fire, hit a few topics. I say rapid fire, and then immediately the first two, I feel like there's more talking to be done. But uh, there's a new rumor out that Major League Soccer, who still hasn't figured out what the heck they're going to do for their uh, postseason, is thinking about going to eight teams that is nine teams per conference one of the conference only has 14 teams like you're only gonna let not five of them in on one side and six on the other is ridiculous anyways that's 62 percent of the entire league it's a terrible idea it's in a play to give apple tv more soccer games but sheena just initial thoughts we don't have to go deep but 18 teams yeah that's a way too many teams and now that you're saying it's for apple like i don't like the the money side of this like i'm even I wasn't for 18 teams making it into the playoffs, but I'm even more so like that's just annoying. I, I hate the greed of stuff sometimes. Yeah, and Apple paid a lot of money to get MLS, so I get wanting to give them meaningful games, but if you let in 18 teams, nine teams a conference, that's going to let in some bad teams. When you let in seven teams a conference, which is what they've been doing in prior seasons or the most recent few seasons, you get some bad games then sometimes too. Sometimes they're not any good. So I don't know. 
know, like MLS is a league of parody and it is always possible that a quote bad team or mediocre team can beat a good team on any day, but it makes the regular season more and more useless. We'll talk more about the playoffs when a, hopefully MLS officially makes an announcement about their playoff format for their season that's just weeks away. Speaking of MLS season pass and Apple TV though, season pass launched this week. Um, I just wanted to kind of let y'all know you're going to need it if you want to watch every sporting Kansas City game. It is $79.99 if you are an Apple Plus member, and it is $99.99 for the whole year if you are not. Now, we've mentioned this before, six games every week will not be behind the paywall. Uh, Sporting Kansas City's opener, I've been told, against the Portland Timbers is not behind the paywall, so you can watch that for free before making a commitment. I checked it out, though. A lot of cool content on there. Shout out to uh, another Chad, Chad Reynolds over at Sporting Kansas City and his digital team. Uh, They've put out some pretty cool stuff, and it looks like there's a lot more content coming, a lot of exclusive content that you'll be able to get over there. And I had heard from inside the team that they've actually staffed up pretty pretty heavily in terms of the amount of people that they have working for this new Apple content just inside of Sporting KC alone. So it should be a lot of cool stuff. One little hack, I happen to be on Apple TV Plus or Apple, whatever the heck it's called, <laughs> for $1.99 a month right now. I saw Best Buy was doing like a three-month trial. And if you were on a trial or you're on a discounted plan, it still lets you buy the discounted 80 bucks a year. So if you're planning on watching every game, and if you're listening to this podcast, let's be honest, you're probably watching every game. <laughs> um, then, you, hey, save a few bucks, sign up for a one month or a free trial or something like that, and then go bump that thing up to the full season membership. Sheena, what are you thinking about season pass so far? Well, I just had a question. I don't really have any thoughts on it because I haven't viewed any of the content uh, that the exclusive content that you're speaking of. But you said they're staffing up. Do we know if like Nate or Jacob Peterson or Ali, if any of them are coming on? You know, we don't know for sure. I will say that Nate did the voiceover for the club profile on Sporting Kansas City. So it kind of implies that he's still working for the team in some capacity. I know that the part of Apple Plus is that they're the whole Apple MLS season pass thing is that they have to do like pre and post game shows. So it's, uh, I think, a possibility that maybe we'll see them on there. I know Jacob Peterson, we talked about this before he's now a scout or some some yeah. type of technical staff for sporting so i don't know if he's going to be interested in doing that but obviously nate and ali want to be broadcasters um, i know there's not going to be sideline reporters which we talked about so that's out for the short term but who knows what they'll do in the future and i don't know if nate's trying to go for one of those jobs and call games still but i'm guessing worst case he's doing the 810 radio broadcast still and I believe there's going to be an option in MLS season pass to turn off the audio from Apple and turn on your local radio broadcast over the game. So I think oh. that'd be a way to listen, worst case. But if Nate's going for the job, good luck. I hope he, I hope he gets it. I think he does a good job. Oh, that's interesting, the radio aspect of it. Yeah, we'll have to talk more about the MLS season pass as the games approach because you're going to have to use it. There is no local TV. There's no satellite. There's no nothing. It's digital streaming. This is how you're getting your games now. All right, we're not moving very fast. <laughs> Through the crawl, but let's keep crawling, y'all. The NWSL <laughs> schedule came out. What is yesterday or Wednesday the eighth? Um, we don't have it yet because we're recording too early. But hey, the schedule. We'll talk more about it next week. I'm excited to see the schedule when it comes out and plan some trips to see them play this season. And don't worry, I mean locally. Oh, okay. Just planning <laughs> a 25 minute drive over to Children's Mercy Park. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was like, Sheena, we have like three vacations on the book already, including freaking New Zealand for the Women's World Cup. Yeah, no, I we're, meant we're out locally. of money. Okay. I meant locally. All right. Fair enough. A big thing that I wanted to mention 
Lionel Messi, you heard of this guy, Leo, uh, hasn't re-signed with Paris Saint-Germain yet. People in Miami are still pretty confident that he's going to be coming to Miami. I saw some updated rumors on that, that maybe it's going to happen. If it does, I know I just said we should stop planning trips, but do we need to go to Miami and watch Messi play for yes. Inter Miami? Yeah, we do. Yeah, uh, okay. We'll just no, no vacations in 2024 because we'll have used it all oh, up that's... in 2023. All right. A few more bits. Oh, Sheena, this is one from you. St. Louis City. What'd you hear about their ticket prices? Oh, yeah. I saw this on um, the, the Twitter machine. And that's, that's what, what the kids call are calling it. it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I saw it on Twitter. It may have been from Daniel Sperry. Yeah, it was from Sperry. That's I saw it too. Yeah. Uh, he had wrote that or maybe he just retweeted somebody I don't really know. But he had said that tickets to the opening game um, for St. Louis City, is that what they're called? Yeah, St. Louis City. It's all in caps. You have to yell it. St. Louis City. Their opening day tickets are starting at $360, which I just thought was crazy. Yeah, and they're not starting at that. That's just like the resale market right now. So uh, I think the, the... Tweet I saw was that is about half of a annual season ticket membership for games in the cauldron, which is yeah. kind of crazy, but it's just because people are excited about it. So I know that we're supposed to hate St. Louis and maybe I'll grow to hate them by interacting with their fans on Twitter. If you're a St. Louis fan, give us a shout out. I'm, I'm, I'm sending the love everywhere. I like St. Louis. I think it's a fun city. I think it's a cool city. Oh, I love and St. Louis. I'm excited for how excited they are about soccer. This is, this could be a real rivalry. And if they weren't in our conference, gosh, I might even want them to do well but i want them to be terrible and their fans to be sad but i also want them to be good at the same time so i don't know i'm, I'm excited for how excited their fans are though why are they known as the soccer capital because i thought kansas city was we are the soccer capital of america i well you know, i've heard rumors that they also refer to themselves as that so i was just curious why that would be clearly we must fight them to the death oh obviously yeah, that we're such violent sense. people, you know? Yeah, with our soccer balls. <laughs> but yeah, we're going to what, kick balls at each other? Is that what you're saying? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, my goodness. Okay, Sheena, close us out. One more on the digital crawl. What do you got for us? Okay, so I saw this story today, and I was intrigued by it. So today, Argentina, Uruguay, Chile, and Paraguay put in a bid for the 2030 World Cup. I think right now, is it just Saudi Arabia? I don't know if there's been any others, but I know they are just because of Ronaldo signing with them and part of his contract is he's trying to help them get the 2030 World Cup. Has there been any other countries that have put in a bid? I believe there is another bid from like Spain, Portugal, and Morocco, maybe. Oh, that'd be a good one too. Well, I'm kind of for this one because if they were to get the 2030 World Cup, they would be celebrating. That would be the 100th anniversary of the World Cup like starting and it started in Uruguay. So I think it would be like a full circle moment. So I kind of like that. What are your thoughts? Yeah, when you told me that, I was like, I didn't realize that they were the original host of my bad soccer history there. Remember, I only know things about Kansas City soccer, so I think that's kind of cool. I'm taking this off of something I saw on Twitter, so I did not validate that. You didn't do any research? Didn't fact check it? No, I just... (laughs) 
I just trusted whoever posted that they wouldn't lie to me. Well, yeah, as I said, the Spain, Portugal, Morocco thing, I'm thinking that that is wrong. And it's actually Spain, Portugal, and the Ukraine randomly because, you know, trying to get a little love for Ukraine and help them and whatnot. But then Morocco maybe has a separate bid. But people were saying they should just combine Spain, Portugal, Morocco. They're right there across the Mediterranean Sea from each other. Yeah. And, you know, first ever World Cup in, well, Northern Africa, at least. So, you know, obviously, we had the South America ones or South, South Africa one. I should say. Oh, yeah, with the Vuvuzela. Vuvuzela still haunting my dreams. <laughs> yeah, I think that would be a cool one too, though. Morocco really intrigues me. Yeah, well, that is the digital crawl, y'all. We got to work on being faster with our crawling through the news. We're literally <laughs> crawling through our stories this week. But thank you, everybody, for joining us on For the Glory KC. Again, go like, subscribe, rate, and review. Follow us on social media, words, things. Take care, y'all.